to glory. For how long? I don't know. Ask Adam and Eve. They're still going from glory to glory. You know that? Because there are trees of life growing in the garden of God. How deep do your roots grow? Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. How many of y'all, is that your favorite verse? That's my mom's favorite verse. It's up there. I'd say it's top ten. My favorite verse is John 20, 20. And when they saw the Lord, they were filled with joy, delight, ecstasy, and rapture. Shuba. <laughs> this will be the last broadcast until October 10th. I uh, leave tomorrow for Mexico to be with my dad for his 72nd birthday. And it's going to be absolutely glorious. It's a missionary trip big time. We'll be all over the Sinaloa, Kulacan, Mazatlan, spreading the apostolic and prophetic witness, helping my family out, but also helping out our Mexican family because I really do love Mexico. I've been spending significant amount of time in Mexico since the year 2001. I've been going down there. I used to go down there a month or two every year. It's been two to four weeks the last several years and it's glorious. I do a lot of stuff in Mexico. I speak a little Spanish, not a lot, but the language of the Spirit is kind of universal especially the anointing when it's burning through their brains. Everyone reacts the same. You know, the only people I've ever seen that react negatively to the, the anointing of the apostolic and the prophetic is the seed of Herod and the seed of the Pharisees. Re rebellious people rejoice in it because it's like getting high. I mean, they really, really do. I mean, I've tested this thing. I've been doing this for a decade now of Drunken Glory broadcasting a ministry locally on a street level, ministering to crack dealers every day for 10 years in front of my house, telling them about Jehovah Wana, getting high on God, seeing breakthrough on the streets, getting better all the time. I mean, it's make, make no mistake, it's been hell on earth. We've been dealing with the kingdom of hell, but the kingdom of heaven keeps raising a standard. And one thing you're going to realize is the kingdom of heaven doesn't work in the brain realm. The brain realm actually works and fights the kingdom of heaven. Romans chapter 8 in the Amplified Classic is something you want to get into over and over and over until it's burned into your heart. Because the carnal mind wars against the spirit. And the carnal mind is only built up, according to Jesus Christ, by two different seeds of Satan and his angels. The political seeds and the religious seeds. Satan only works in the political and religious arena. And that arena only works in the brain realm. And people think the brain realm is important, but that's actually what needs to be crucified with Christ. That's the realm that counts for nothing, the flesh. I mean, where was he crucified? You think it's a coincidence that the Father had his only begotten Son die at the place of the skull in English, Golgotha? Calvary in Greek and Hebrew? It's not a coincidence. 
because all the kingdom of hell and the curse of the fall has only worked in the brain realm for 6,000 years since Adam and Eve seared their conscience and stepped out of the glory cloud of the Father. The Father is the great glory, the cloud of glory, the cloud of apostolic and prophetic witness. The two olive trees of the blazing anointing oil is the kingdom of heaven, and everyone in the kingdom of heaven lives in the prophetic and apostolic cloud of the burning anointing oil. That's what Adam and Eve stepped out of that white cloud of glory into the natural dimension and seared their conscience and couldn't get back into the glory cloud. They literally stepped out of the cloud. And since they had partaken of the flesh, they knew they had done wrong. And they were stuck in their human abilities, and mankind has been stuck and its human abilities for about 6,000 years. We're actually just entering the seventh day's rest for a day as, as a thousand years. Adam and Eve lived in Mesopotamia, that region over there, 6,000 years ago. It's true. And as far as these people with all of their earth theories, none of that's really important. I mean, all of your natural dimension stuff and outer court stuff and brain stuff and knowledge stuff is honestly not important because it's about the building up of the human spirit with the Word of God. If the Father's not saying it and it's just kind of curious information, it won't do anything for your spirit. And I've been on this path for 19 years and I've been tempted by all that same stuff out there and all those mysteries and the secret knowledge and all... But it, I noticed that it never developed my spirit, and it was only working in the soulish realm, and that realm counts for nothing. So I'd always go back to what actually built up my spirit, because I'd be fighting on a street level demons and devils and machine guns, and I, I had to be strong, and that stuff makes you really weak. The soulish realm makes you so weak to the demonic and the fallen angels that we can't afford to be weak soldiers. We need the full armor of God, we need the Word of God, we need the anointing oil of God, we need the new wine of God, the blood of the everlasting covenant. We need to drink it, not just talk about it, not just plead it. You know, you can plead the blood, but nowhere in the Bible does it say plead the blood. It actually says drink the blood over and over and over in the New Testament. This is the cup of the everlasting covenant in my blood. Drink it. Don't plead it. And when you drink it, it will actually build your spirit up. Three things that overcome the world, Satan, and sin. The Word, the Blood, and the Oil. The anointing, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the Blood, and the Word. And these three are in agreement. So unless you're building your spirit up on the Word of God, and get whatever translation you can eat, I prefer the Amplified, and I like it on the audio, and I like it on you know, my cell phone or the written book, and I'll take it in through my eyes as I'm reading it and into my ears simultaneously and over and over and over until my spirit's built up over my brain because the Word of God is King of Kings and Lord of Lords and I don't want to be submitted to some other false king and false lord posing as Jesus called an angel of light that deceives so I go off like a pharisaical hypocrite following fallen angels you know into Egypt and get killed by snakes you know I I hate losing, 
and it's so obvious these demons that come and work in the brain realm but when you're religious and that's your familiar spirit territory it's hard to identify but it, Jesus makes it easy he says the whole realm of the brain be crucified with Christ and what's Christ the anointed one in his anointing okay it's not about just figuring out here this realm of the brain wants do's and don'ts and rights and wrongs that's what religion is okay the brain realm says, is it right or wrong? Is it good or bad? Do's and don'ts. But the father sacrificed his son at the place of the skull, so you'd never op operate in the brain realm ever again. Be crucified with Christ. Be crucified with the anointing oil through the whole brain realm so the anointing can carry your heart from glory to glory. Old covenant was right and wrong, do's and don'ts. Even then you were supposed to be in the anointing. The standard all the time was raised by different kings, priests, judges, prophets, all the time to come above just being religious and doing the right thing in the brain realm to being spiritual. There is always some troublemaker like Daniel or, you know, uh, Jeremiah or Ezekiel or someone, that would, John the Baptist, that would come around, raise a standard like King David and just put to shame the religious realm of the brain and rely on the invisible anointing oil and begin pleasing the angel of the Lord in the Old Covenant called Jesus Christ of Nazareth in the New Covenant. So even in the Old Covenant, they couldn't really get away with it because there would always be glimpses into the New Covenant for the last 4,000 years. But for 2,000 years, we've been in the perfect covenant of the blood of the Lamb which means all type and shadow ministry has been witchcraft for 2,000 years. If you're in the externalism of types and shadows of the Old Covenant, it's diabolical. I mean, you're operating under fallen angel power and the religious demons in the soulish realm. Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God separates the soul from the spirit. I mean, that's the beginning step of actually ministering the spirit the realities, the third heaven, and not the types and shadows that are all of the brain realm. Soulishness is the realm of death. Most Christians, and we deal with this en masse, you can see them freaking out every day for 10 years. Most Christians work in the soulish realm. And it has the appearance of good. And there is a fading glory to it. And there's right and wrong, so you can be really right in the soulish realm and then use the scripture in the soulish realm. But it's not the spirit. It's diabolical, prideful activity of religion. It's the religious devil. Trust me. He was crucified at the place of the skull to crucify the realm of the soul so that the heart could burn with the anointing oil. So you're not in a type and shadow anymore. Now you're a temple of the anointing oil called the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19, you're a temple of the anointing. The Holy Spirit is the anointing sent from God the Father. The Holy Spirit is the exact same messianic anointing that Jesus of Nazareth had. So why aren't every, isn't everyone walking around here like Jesus of Nazareth? Because they're bewitched in the soulish realm. They're still religious in the brain realm, tempted by all the religious demons, and there's millions of those buggers trying to catch you up in do's and don'ts, right and wrong. It's all the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil. You will never have one breakthrough in the brain realm. Satan makes most Christians waste their entire Christian lives trying to be good 
or and not bad in the brain. <laughs> See? It's a total distraction and waste of time from the actual development of your spirit into full spiritual stature and the absolute total crucifixion with Christ of the brain realm. My brain is crucified with Christ and I only minister out of my spirit. And it looks foolishness to those who are educated of religion in the brain realm. But it's the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of the ages. I mean, the things that Jesus did, the Pharisees called him uneducated. Think about it. You have the Messiah walking in the fullness of the apostolic and prophetic anointing, and the Pharisees said to him, How does this man who's not been educated know so much? They considered him an idiot. Okay? You have the Messiah being considered an idiot by the religious professionals of his day in the scriptures. If they're not considering you an idiot, you're not walking in the anointing, you're walking in the soulish realm of the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge is the good and evil of the brain. That whole world dies with Christ when you're actually crucified with Him. And being crucified with Him is allowing His Spirit to burn through you so the head is always on fire. Being crucified with Christ means the anointing oil has incinerated the brain's power over the spirit. Because the Word of God separates the soul from the spirit. And we're the people of the spirit, the holy place, and not the people of the brain, the flesh, which is the outer court. Carnal Christians, Romans 8, they war against the spirit. So we've come into a place of building up our spirit for a long time, years and years and years, against warring against the whore of Babylon that is soulish, earthly, unspiritual, demonic Christianity. The knowledge of good Christianity that has the appearance of good, has all the support of the human beings, but is not God at all. Even with the correct information from the New Testament, it is 100% satanic in the soul realm. You have to repent and return to Christ in the spirit realm. The kingdom of heaven is only in your spirit. And this is why in Revelation chapter 11, it says the soulish Christians will war against the spirit Christians. And that's the division of the sheep and goats, the wheats and tares, the wise and the foolish, worldwide. And I tell you the truth, the sons of God and the daughters of God <laughs> that have grown their spirits into full spiritual stature are actually beginning to accelerate the separation from the wise and foolish. The foolish is the brain realm that have all the appearance of good. And I mean, it, it's incredibly prideful. It's all pride. No good can ever originate from the brain. Now the brain's the outer court, so it gets the runoff of the spirit. So people misunderstand and say, what, I don't do anything for my flesh now? Would I just hurt myself? And it's just because the brain's like do's and don'ts. And it's like, let that whole realm of pride just be crucified to death by the blazing anointing oil from your heart. Jesus had more fun in the flesh than anyone in Israel. And they accused him of being a drunkard and a glutton. It's not about denying your flesh. It's about the plumbing of God in the temple of the Holy Spirit so that you're prioritizing your spirit more highly than the brain. 
so that you're not cursed in the fall of Adam and Eve. Because once you prioritize your spirit over your brain, nobody will have more fun than you in the earth. I mean, that's what Jesus walked in. That's what Enoch walked in. That's what all the prophets and apostles walked in. I mean, that's the meaning of life. There's geysers of fresh oil, the oil of heaven and the oil of healing coming out of your belly, blazing through your heart and brain. And so people will constantly try to figure out in the brain, but the brain can never figure out one single thing of the Spirit. That's Scripture. The carnal man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. It's impossible. Only in your spirit can you understand the grace of the Lord Jesus. What is grace? The apostolic favor of our apostle Jesus Christ. What is the apostolic? Kingship. What is the prophetic? Lordship. What is His name? King of kings and Lord of lords. What are we? The kingdom of heaven on earth. The royal race. And you'll understand that and recognize that if you're spiritual, but if you're in the brain realm, you're in false humility, and you'll deny the kingship and lordship of your own spirit by bewitchment of Satan's stars in your brain. And they're like, oh no, there's only one king, and I'm not a lord, I'm not a king. And it's like, your spirit is exactly a king and lord. Revelation chapter 1, to the kings and lords, to the priests and kings of God Most High. I mean, is that book written to you, a love letter to the bride? Is the bride the queen of the universe? And is the whore of Babylon the counterfeit of the soulish realm? Are we casting off our grave clothes of being soulish, being earthly? and letting our spirits begin to fly with the great white eagle? You have the great white dove of the Holy Ghost wanting to burn through your spirit to the measure that your heart desires. But if your heart is attached to things in the natural realm called idolatry, then you'll never receive one thing from God because God only works through man's spirit. And your spirit is right here in your belly. You know, if you knock the wind out of someone, their spirit comes out of them. If they stop breathing, the wind of God leaves them, and they just depart in the pneuma and the ruach of life. <laughs> the true you is the wind inside that body, <laughs> the breath of life. Let the Holy Ghost fill your spirit with grace so you can recognize the true you and not live in the facade of the brain and the false type and shadow of the flesh. The flesh is the earthen vessel. Job says, Shall the clay say to the potter, Why have you made me this way? Shall the clay vessel of the human flesh control God the Spirit? No, so they all are handed over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh because they're in pride or in the flesh trying to have their clay vessel tell the Spirit, how to be God, trying to tell the spirit of truth how to be a better leader. Because the spirit of truth will lead you in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan 40 days. We can't have that. We need to live in our little comfort zones and just feel nice and fluffy with pillows and angels all the time. We don't want any of the severity of God. Keep it super, super Laodicean lukewarm. Don't challenge someone to actually repent and return to the Spirit and sacrifice their carnal mind with Christ. Don't tell them to die with Him. 
Just give them band-aid and patch them up ministry so they can be a better human being being in the soulish realm of the Whore of Babylon. That's what sells worldwide in 2018. The Whore of Babylon, the Bible teaches, has all the money in the world. It's like a trillion dollar industry of soulish Christianity. In Revelation 11, that whole realm of soulish Hora Babylon Christianity fights the holy place spiritual Christianity. And since we rely on God's Spirit, we can't use the same weapons of warfare that they use to attack us. Otherwise, we'd join them in sin. So we, like Christ, you just die daily. You just take it like a man. <laughs> you do. You take it like the man Christ Jesus and die on the cross for all your enemies always accusing you and throwing rocks. Do we pick up spears? You ever read the Tale of Three Kings? That old Christian book? It was one of the first books I read as a Christian. They gave me a teen challenge. We're not spear chuckers. We don't pick up those spears and throw back the accusations that they throw at us. We don't take the arrows and fling them back at him. We don't use the accuser of the brethren's, those, what is it? Absalom and Saul and all the, that realm of the demonic. We don't take those, that ammunition and throw it back at our accusers that are all operating in the soulish realm of the Horror of Babylon. We don't operate in magic and soulishness. We operate in the Spirit. And if we break the law of the Spirit of liberty in Christ Jesus, we leave the Spirit and we join them in the soulish realm. And that's what many people have done because they don't know any better and they're not discipled any better and they don't understand the weapons of their warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and the demolishing of arguments. And so they want to play warfare with Satan's weapons and they join Satan in the army of the accuser of the brethren. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen? So you stay in the anointing and we just take it like a man and you grow in the anointing and you just become a slain lamb. Every son and daughter of God that sits on the white throne judgment seat of Christ has been completely killed with Him in their entire human nature. Have you been entirely killed in your human heart and your human mind with Christ? I mean, that's really the standard here of perfection. And I mean, it's a standard of perfect bliss. It doesn't feel bad. It's actually the highest level of pleasure any human being could ever experience on earth. I mean, how dare I threaten you with a good time? How dare you threaten me with a good time? Perfection of the throne of God. Who can attain such things? Everyone who boldly approaches the throne of grace and obeys the scriptures in basic Christianity. This isn't advanced stuff. This is just getting saved out of the world and the devil and sin stuff. By the anointing and by the blood and by the word, building your spirit up so that you can understand the fullness of the third heaven has always been in your spirit. Satan has only tempted you in the soul realm. But if you've been faithful and loyal to the oil... You could never go, and go astray. Nobody in love with the anointed one could ever go astray. The Bible says in Jude that even the elect could go astray. But it says, but even if the elect could go astray. It says if. It doesn't say the elect could go astray. I couldn't go astray because I'm elect. Elected, chosen, and glorified. Romans chapter 8. But 
If you go astray, hallelujah, just shows that you're not true leadership of the body of Christ. And I say that in perfect love. If you can go astray, it means your heart is not in perfect love with the Father because you could never leave the anointing. What am I going to do? Get into witchcraft? There's only two substances of two trees in the garden. The tree of life's anointing or the tree of knowledge is witchcraft. Nobody who's actually in love could ever get into witchcraft. Now that just means that a lot of people out there that think that they're elect are going to be humbled and they're going to have to fall in love in their heart realm so that their whole brain realm can be crucified by the love of God in their hearts. When you're heart-led, you're in love and you'll just take anything in the soul. I have seen continuous sacrifice from people in the military, my dad being a Vietnam vet and sacrificing everything in Vietnam in the Marine Corps in 1966. I mean, just his whole life. I've seen sacrifice of people sacrificing for others and demonstrations of that from different people all over the world my whole life. If you live in the heart realm, you're sacrificial. The soul realm is selfish, conceited, egotistical, and demonic. And it always steals, kills, and destroys. But the heart realm, it's always sacrificial. When your heart begins to run on the anointing, you'll do anything for anyone, anytime. And that's the true distinction between the sheep and the goats. And sacrificial love is called agape love. <laughs> it means that I die for you on the cross while you're still yet my accuser. Jesus Christ's perfect example of love on the cross. He's gotten people chucking insults on him. They're spitting on him. They're mocking him, making fun of him. You said you were the Messiah. Come down from the cross and we'll believe. When you're actually laying your life down for others and serving them the anointing from the heart, the soul realm will always oppose you, always mock you, always murder you. And it will murder you to the point where it's run out of ammunition in the soul and it's burnt out in that goat nature of pride and maybe just join you in the oil of love of God in the heart. And that's the entry point of the older prodigal sons of Luke 15 actually entering the kingdom and beginning to feast on the sacrificial love of the lamb that was slain, the lamb that was misunderstood by religion, the lamb that is still rejected by the whore of Babylon and the soul realm can never understand one thing of the lamb. The soul realm is the outer court it is. The brain is the outer court. Only your spirit has the spirit of understanding in it. The knowledge of the glory is the holy place that only works in the spirit. Inner court and outer court Christians that don't have a total commitment of their heart and mind to the kingdom of heaven can't even begin in the knowledge of the glory. The knowledge of the glory is holy place revelation for those who have been completely sacrificed of heart and mind and joined Him in holiness inside the city gates of heavenly Jerusalem, which means they live entirely in the Spirit and there's no mixture of worldliness or soulishness to their spirituality. Amen?
That's a holy place teaching today, you guys. I'm pouring it all out because I'm not going to be back till October 10th. But I tell you the truth, there's enough anointing of word, wine, and blood, and oil from the last two months. It's been on a totally different level. Because I've been in the word like ten times more than ever. I've been just drinking and getting high on God ten times more than ever. And it's just been the greatest anointing and greatest increase of the apostolic and prophetic of the two olive trees through my spirit that I've ever experienced in 19 years. The Father has taken me to a totally different level. So the last two months of broadcasts, most of you don't understand and aren't walking in hardly any of it. Get in there and start feasting. I share everything that I've learned from my Father with you so that we could be an army of God, an army of anointing oil. An anointed one army. Joel's army. Every single one of you get so built up in your hearts and minds so you can join me on the top of the mountain of transfiguration. Let every single one of you know Moses and Elijah through all your hearts and minds burning in their anointing oils. I tell you the truth, everyone on the top of the mountain of the Lord knows the Father face to face. Because every day they've chosen the anointing oil in their heart and not the external witchcraft through the brain. When you choose the anointing from your spirit to burn in your heart, and the heart chooses hell, which is externalism, or heaven, which is internalism, every day you choose what substance burns in your heart, heaven or hell, witchcraft or anointing. And most Christians have been running on witchcraft, which is externalism. That's why they're just so confused. And they have so many problems. When you repent and actually start choosing the anointing, every single problem in your soul realm burns in the anointing oil. And it's too much for some people because they want to hold on to some of their humanity. But Revelation 12.11 says, in order to overcome the devil, they had to love not their lives even unto death, which is being crucified with Christ in the soul. Every last problem you have, whether it's finances, sexual morality, you know, greed, covetousness, pride, religiousness, all these realms of sins in the soul realm are a hundred percent cleaned out, cleared out when the heart chooses to run on the anointing. So don't be distracted in the soulish realm of do's and don'ts because it's all a waste of time. Simply repent and return your heart to the anointed one and his anointing in your spirit and the grace of the Lord Jesus will burn through your heart and crucify your head with Christ. And every problem of the soul realm is vaporized and you'll live in perfect bliss of heaven on earth every day, and you can endure all hostility from externalists and soulish people every day. Because you just give them the anointing, just burn the anointing right through their heads. And the more your anointing burns through their heads, the faster their problems go away. The healing of the world is the crucifixion of all mankind's brains with Christ. They're all trying to fix themselves and fix others in the soulish realm. It's all demonic. It's all vanity. It's all chasing after the wind. It's all soulish and earthly. It's all a waste of time, energy, and money. The whore of Babylon wastes billions of dollars every week in soulish Christianity. 
None of it does anything. It's all sandcastles. The soul is the shifting sands. The spirit is the solid rock on which we stand. Build upon the solid rock of Christ in your spirit so you don't labor in vain. And it will seem weird at first because repentance is changing kingdoms from hell in the soul to heaven in the spirit. <laughs> so it will be weird. It will be awkward because you've been living in hell. Witchcraft is hell. Witchcraft is the white magic that Satan and his angels put down through everyone's brains so they live in a fantasy world and it's all boxed off, isolated in races and classes and denominations and religious doctrines and disputes and that whole realm of the kingdom of hell which is all the soulish realm of mankind is crucified to death by the anointing oil and we have unity of the brethren in the seven spirits of God blazing through our hearts that's the healing of all nations that's the healing of the universe this teaching is what heals the universe and let it spread like wildfire through all Christianity worldwide, and all Mount Zion rising from your bellies. The Spirit Mountain is rising as chief of all the other mountains of flesh in the last days. Those seven mountains in the book of Revelation that the Whore of Babylon sits on, that's human flesh. It's all soulish, it's all earthly. But when the mountain of the Lord rises in our bellies, and I had an encounter with Bobby Connor about eight years ago. Bobby prayed for me, and I came out of my body, and I was this big, huge angel and with a rainbow inside my spirit. I saw my spirit man, gigantic, and I looked down inside my belly, and there was a mountain of fire. And I tell you the truth, I'm so dull, it took me eight years to figure it out. Because that's Mount Zion, the kingdom of heaven, that God showed me eight years ago that was supposed to come out of my stomach, out of my belly, and consume the natural realm. And it's taken me eight years to figure out that vision and that encounter. <laughs> but now the mountain of the Lord, the mountain of fire, Zion, will rise out of our spirit and consume the soulish realm of mankind's brains. And it will set everyone free from Satan and his angels that only work in the soul realm. And then we'll have heaven on earth worldwide by Mount Zion, the kingdom of heaven that's been within our spirits this entire time. If you guys want to support our missionary journeys and everything we do in ministry, donate at redletterman.com and be blessed. We'll see you October 10th. Amen.